You don't have to be famous to be interesting. A Conversation with Albie, Episode 10. This is Skipper Martin. I'm the guest host for Conversation with Albie, and with us on the phone, Skype, whatever you like to call it, is Albie. Hello, Skipper. Thanks for inviting me on my own show. Yes, I know. Um, um, I guess I should throw that back at you. So uh, thanks for inviting <laughs> me to kind of ask you questions. So My original idea for this was to actually interview myself, but I figured people would think I was too narcissistic. Well, then you may have <laughs> you may regret this because maybe these are questions <laughs> you would not have asked yourself. Um, Ooh, I'm excited now. I don't know if, if you're going to like the question. You know what? Let's just let the questions ask themselves and you've you answer whatever you want to answer. So AMA. I'm an open book. All right. Well, here we go. Albie, you're a self-described trekaholic. You've now been the co-host of Quantum Leap Podcast with your wife. You give your daughter a very sci-fi centric name. Have you no shame at all when it comes to your geekdom? None whatsoever. I'm loud and proud. I'm out about my geekdom and my nerddom. I've I've always been a fan of science fiction since I think Halloween of nineteen eighty four. How old were you then? I'd say about nine. And I was flipping around channels to find something like spooky or something on TV for Halloween, and I came across the episode of Star Trek. Cat's Paw, which is the Halloween episode. Wait, 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 wait. You liked that particular episode? Well, it was the first episode of Star Trek I ever saw. And I understand fans later on poo-poo the episode. But for me, it holds a special place because it actually got me into Star Trek. I was watching it and I just thought this was an interesting concept, a spaceship and the magic and stuff, because that's kind of fantasy episode in the sci-fi series. But it got me interested. I was very intrigued. So back then, I had to get the TV guide. There was no internet back then. So I had to look up the channel and the time, and I saw that it said Star Trek. So then what I did is I got a highlighter, and I went through the whole TV guide, and every time I saw Star Trek, I highlighted it. And then from then on, I think I was an official geek at nine years old. Well, speaking as even a casual fan of Star Trek, the original series... I think you qualify as no shame at all, but that's that's only an opinion <laughs> and only one man's opinion. So take it for what it's worth. My favorite Star Trek episode of the original series is The City on the Edge of Forever. Oh, well. I think that goes without saying. That's pretty much everybody's, That's right? pretty much everybody's, so. Or Trouble with Tribbles, depending on your mood. Way to break from the crowd there, Alfie. <laughs> Blaze a trail. You go, you. <laughs> All right. From the pictures of you I've found online, you are devastatingly handsome. Some might say disarmingly so. Why, thank you. Do you have any skincare routine secrets you can share? I shower three or four times a day. I'm one of those people that can only do number two at home. And I need to shower immediately afterwards. Are you being serious? You're a germaphobe? I, I don't think I'm a germaphobe as much as I understand bacteria, microorganisms, and different things like that. Would Heather call you a germaphobe? Probably. You know, I'll be in there quite a while, like, uh, on my phone in the shower. If I don't have my phone in the shower, I just feel weird, you know? It's like driving without your phone. 
Uh, I hadn't heard that particular one phone phone in the shower, but uh, okay, all right. It's important to have a waterproof case on the iPhone. Oh, I was wondering how you were pulling that off. Mm. All right, uh, obviously that question wasn't the most serious in the world. Let's move on to something a little better. With so many media choices ranging from TV, movies, music, books, magazines, comics, websites, podcasts, you name it, to the new media entrepreneurs such as yourself, who are creating your own fresh creative content, including wonderful programs like this, where do you see the future of media heading? I think it's all going to converge into one thing. I think no matter whether you want to listen to a program or watch a movie or quote television show, I don't even know if they're called that anymore, are they, when they're on Netflix streaming? I think you're just going to want one thing and it's just going to come to you. And I think that's it's almost like that now. I mean, everything I want in the world can either be on my phone or on my Roku. I'm, so, I'm sorry. I don't know what a Roku is. You don't. It's a streaming media device. You just plug it into your television and it has Netflix, Amazon Prime, YouTube, everything you can think of. Every streaming service, like CBS has their own streaming service. NBC has their own streaming service. And you just really don't have to watch cable anymore. You can just watch every channel and it's on demand. I have a TiVo, which is awesome, but on demand is much better, I think, just because you don't have to fast forward through the commercials and there's not a limit to what you can record because it's just all there all the time. Oh, well, I, I hadn't heard of that, but uh, the closest thing I have is Amazon Fire Stick. Yeah, same thing, except the Roku's like a fancier device. And I really like the remote because it has a headphone jack. So like four in the morning when everybody in the house is sleeping, I can be watching TV as loud as I want. Oh, man, that's cool. Okay. One of my favorite new media things that I'm excited about is Tested. Have you ever seen Tested? No. It's two guys, a guy named Will Smith, but not the hmm. Will Smith everybody knows. Sure. And a guy named Norm, they started a YouTube channel. And then a while in, they got Adam and Jamie from Mythbusters to join them. And it's just an awesome YouTube channel slash paid service where you just watch them build models and open things and talk about things. And they have podcasts. And it's really cool. Uh, how much is this Roku? Oh, the Roku's, oh, they start at like $49 for the HD one. I just got the $129 4K one. Oh, wow. Okay, so no, it's pretty, it's affordable, just like the Fire Stick. Yeah, and there's no monthly service. You're just paying for the different channels if you have a paid channel like Netflix or Amazon sure. or Hulu. No, very cool, very cool. Uh, this next question has a fair amount of commentary, so you know, bear with me, okay? Okay. All right, question. You're roughly my age. I'm 44 years old. I believe you and I grew up through, in my opinion, an amazing time in pop culture history. We lived through only three networks, Indian test pattern in the middle of the night, had to get it to change the channel television. We lived through <laughs> waiting forever to see popular movies get released on home video, vinyl leading to 8-track, leading to cassette, leading to CDs, leading to streaming. We grew up at a time when porn was pretty damn hard to get. We both tasted new Coke. We were alive when Indiana Jones, E.T., Star Wars, Smoking the Bandit, when those were all created. We connected to the internet with dial-up modems and got shots of endorphins whenever we heard this magical sound. You've got mail. Right? <laughs> right? Yeah. And finally, we got to see Back to the Future on its original release and lived to see the future it predicted. I cannot imagine a better era to have lived through but knowing what you know now, if you could have chosen a different time to have lived, would you have chosen a different time? 
Wow. That is an amazing question. <laughs> and I truly believe you are right. I think what they call the greatest generation, the guys that fought World War II and stuff like that, I think we're the greatest generation just because of that whole pop culture thing. So no offense to those guys who like saved us from the man in the high castle. But I think if I was going to live any other time, it would be in the far distant future. But I would have to know going into it, it wasn't a post-apocalyptic bad Star Trek future. Yeah, I'd rather live in Star Trek future than, say, Blade Runner future. Okay. No, that's a good answer. Good answer. Considering your obvious love of time travel, duh, case in point, hosting the Quantum Leap podcast, have you got a wrong in your past you wish you could send Sim Beckett back to put right? Uh, honestly, yes. There was, uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll have to qualify it after I talk about it, but when I was still a virgin, I was a virgin at 18 years old and I moved out of my parents' house. I love my parents. They're great people, but I moved out just so I could get laid because I was an 18 year old boy and I was horny. I mean, I'm horny now at 40, but at 18, like, I don't think there's a level. I, I was at 11. So I, I moved out, got my own place. And there was a really hot chick that my hormones told me I was in love with. And uh, she was a little bit older at the time. She was like 24, which back then she was a cougar, even though she's a kid now when I'm thinking about it. But <laughs> she was hinting towards we were going to do stuff. And I took a shower because I guess I'm a germaphobe. I guess we established that. And I was still shy and a kid. So I put my, I wore bikini underwear back then. I put that under my towel when I got out of the shower so when I took the towel off, I still had my underwear on. So I think that disqualified me from losing my virginity that night. Ouch. So so that's a regret. Uh, the qualification of that is I'm glad that that didn't happen because I have a daughter now. And if that went a different way, who knows where my life would have forked and I would never have that daughter. So. <laughs> That and I uh, messed up a trivia question at a Star Trek convention once. So those are my two big regrets. <laughs> well, I think you're pretty fortunate that those aren't too bad. So okay. <laughs> The struggle is real. Uh, yeah, yeah, 30. The trivia question was about the hero of Maxia. And it was, you know, the Ferengi episode. Oh, dude, I, I, I wouldn't have gotten it either. But uh, I don't think I'm as broken up as you are about it. But <laughs> <laughs> it, it bothered me for like a decade. That I missed a Star Trek trivia question. Well, but you were in, you were at the convention, though, in front of a lot of people. I was. So I was a little bit nervous, and I just misunderstood the question. But I couldn't explain that at the time. I just had to sit down because I got it wrong. But funny enough, about a decade later, I did win Sci-Fi Jeopardy. Okay. Well, no. uh, the category was a Phoebe, Piper, or Prue, I think. So that's what I went on. Okay. All right. Uh, next question. Hypothetical Nightmare. Serenity, your daughter, grows up and decides that she cannot stand Star Trek. Just finds it absolutely repellent. Do you kill her and go back to the drawing board because she's clearly defective and doesn't deserve to live? Or do you simply move her to the other side of your house where you no longer have to look at her? I think the love I have for her, I would convert. <laughs> now, funny enough, I, I came across this situation a few weeks ago. I give her different sci-fi toys that she can play with, and she has the complete Burger King set of the J.J. Abrams Star Trek 2009 film. They're little action figures that talk. They have Spock and Kirk. And she brought me Kirk, 
And she said, Star Wars. And I said, oh, that's close. It's Star Trek. And she threw it and said, I want Star Wars. Mm. She's three. I think it's the media blitz that's going on right now with Star Wars because she just wants everything Star Wars. But she did watch the whole series of Enterprise with me. Series of Enterprise? Yeah, Enterprise uh, with Scott Bakula. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. when when we're watching Quantum Leap, she goes, Star Trek. I'm like, eh, close. <laughs> I can see how it could be confusing when you're three. Yes. No, I totally get it. I totally get it. Good answer, though. No, I, that's really cute. But if she hears the Enterprise theme song, we both get up and dance. So my answer is I would convert. Convert. Okay. That is the right answer for any parent. Okay. I'll give you points. <laughs> Do you have any storytelling aspirations? Did you want to write a novel, direct a film, something else? Yes and yes. I have a novel in me. I have a comic book in me. I have two films in me and an animated series. And I'm excited to do all that stuff, but most days I can't get off the couch. Mm. <laughs> I have great desire to do things, but the whole laziness gets in the way a lot. And now that I'm a parent, it's uh, it's nonstop following somebody. Have you ever seen Tiny Toons? Sure. Yeah, there's that Buttons dog and the little girl that's always walking around on the I-beams on the high-rise buildings and he's trying to save her. Yeah. That's my day. I follow around Serenity so she doesn't kill herself. Forks in the sockets, that kind of thing. Oh my goodness, everything. Opening a drawer, pulling out a knife. Okay. <laughs> it just, it's just crazy. Uh, you know, jumping off of counters. That was her thing when she was two. She thought the tile floor in the kitchen was a swimming pool. Ooh. It's not. No. So that's my main priority right now. Hopefully, as she gets a little bit older, then I can start doing my movie. Okay, coming soon. All right. Well, you personally have already interviewed Sam Beckett himself, Scott Bakula. What's the next impossible hurdle? The Everest that you haven't climbed yet? Who's the next dream guest you wish you could land? I have dreams of the guys at Mission Log asking me to be the official Star Trek interviewer. That would be great because I've met all the main guys, but it'd be great to just interview them. That's why when I interview people for the Quantum Leap podcast that were in Star Trek, I talk about Star Trek, which is cool, but they haven't asked me to do it for them. So my answer would probably be, of course, Shatner and Stuart. Wow. I'd like to hear that interview. <laughs> That'd be pretty cool. And Shatner's pretty cool. I'm sure if I came up with enough money, because his thing is he does any job as long as it pays. He's, he's certainly not the only He's one. a workaholic, so... That's, I've heard, uh, you know, the, um, I believe Malcolm McDowell is supposed to be the same way. Really? Yeah. Just throw money at him, he'll do it. But maybe that's an improper thing for me to say. But, hey, I don't know the guy. So if I spoke out of line, Malcolm, I apologize. I'm still upset with him. Like, he was good in time after time. Yeah. But he killed Captain Kirk, spoiler alert. You don't <sighs> like that. <laughs> but he wasn't nice to Captain Kirk. No, so. he wasn't. But you know, that's certainly not my favorite movie. But. And I know there's a difference between the actor and character. But in that situation, my heart doesn't know the difference. Oh, okay. All right. All right. It's been like a, probably a good 15 years. So you might get over it sooner. <laughs> <laughs> too, too, soon. Too, too soon. Too soon. Well put. Well put. Luckily, the Borg regenerated him in the novel series. I read that. I did not care for that book. Uh, that, mm. that was that was the one written by Shatner. Right. And somebody else. Right. And I remember him describing Kirk with 
brawny, muscly arm. It was, I mean, he was just like, Kirk, and here comes Kirk. And you're just, I'm like, boy, you have a very high opinion of yourself, sir. <laughs> Did you remember what you look like in Generations? <laughs> but apparently, hey, you know, fiction. I got a little confused because wasn't there an alternate reality Kirk involved too in Romulans and Borg? It was very confusing. And, and his ex-girlfriend, I, I don't know. I don't rem- I just remember that they go back to the planet where he's buried and the Borg regenerate him. Right. And he's a, and the rocks fall down. I don't remember the rocks falling down. I just remember they beam him out first. Yeah. They got to dig him out. And, but when he comes back, he's, you know, Uber Kirk, <laughs> but uh, at least that's the way my mind remember. I just remember laughing when he was described and I'm like, oh. well, if nanites are going to regenerate you, you want them to do pretty good. Right. Then. Okay. So he was regenerated 2.0. <laughs> the main thing I like about the Star Trek audiobooks is just that they have the sound effects and the music put in. So it just makes me happy. Well, in that one, not only was it written by him, but he read it. So of course that was funny. Clearly, it was a bit of his own personal fan fiction. No, 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 no. I didn't die. And not only do I come back, but I come back as a badass board. Okay. If William Shatner comes to you and says, I got an idea for a Star Trek book, you're not going to say no. Yeah. And I hope it sold well and I hope you made a lot of money. Well, I think so, because they did about five in that series, I'm I think. I'm not surprised at all. <laughs> I didn't make it. <laughs> I read the first one, but I didn't get past that one. Okay. This next question, I'm going to take a wild guess that you probably have an answer for being a creative guy, but here it comes. You already do a podcast with your wife, Heather, for Quantum Leap. When are you planning on doing one with your daughter, Serenity, and what will the subject be? As soon as she's old enough to carry on a conversation, I'm thinking four or five, we'll start something. And Peter does a podcast with his son about they watch movies, his favorite movies of him growing up, and he gets his son's opinion on it. So I thought about doing something like that, but he's done that, so... I don't know. I just, I think more than anything, I want to get the chemistry and our relationship recorded. So it really doesn't really matter the subject. Who knows? She might like Care Bears and Cousins or something at the time. And sure, I'll do a podcast with her about that. I don't know. I had a feeling you had at least given it some thought before. Oh, yeah, I really do. We actually have on SerenityLynnBurge.com, she recorded a podcast. I think she was like one and a half. And it was just we got her to say all the words that she could say at the time. Uh, okay. and, and like, I'd say a word that she said and she'd say it. But then in post, I just edited out me saying it like kind of like Michelle Tanner on Full House. Sure. The way they did that. And uh, it's pretty cute. So I'm sure she'll be embarrassed about that when she's a teenager, but like it when she's an adult. Well, that's almost an early plug for something coming soon. But what's, in your opinion, going to be in the future for Baron Space Productions? The one that I'm really excited about right now is 112263. Give us a plug. It's a podcast about the novel and the limited series event that's going to be on Hulu about that novel and uh, the Kennedy assassination, time travel, and a diner. And uh, it's just a really good book, and I'm excited for the show to come out. So I have you, Skipper, and another friend of mine, Christopher, doing the podcast. And I get to just set it up and get the ball rolling and then listen to the episodes when they come out. Well, I'm I'm honestly looking forward to it. Uh, I love the book, so uh, it was very nice of you to ask. I I still don't know exactly why you asked, but uh, we will find out later if it was, uh, you know, (laughs) fortuitous or folly. There's one reason. Hmm. I love you. Oh! (laughs) And that's been recorded for my posterity. I've, I've got that somewhere now. I've got the proof. Anyways, next. 
What is the genesis behind the Baron Space logo? That's actually about my animated series that I came up with. I have the first script to the pilot movie. It's actually about teddy bears in space. It's a sci-fi show that takes place with teddy bears. And uh, I've actually been learning Maya 2015 to do the CG animation of the show. And uh, it's fun to do that, but it's very time-consuming. The basic premise of the show is it's far in the future. This pilot episode focuses on a crew of basically a delivery truck, but it's a spaceship, but it just does a boring run from one planet to another and back and forth. And it's the crew that man this ship. And the term barren space is real space, like sci-fi shows everywhere they go. There's people, there's planets, there's aliens. But from what we can see, it's pretty empty out there. It's, it, there's nothing out there. So it'd be very boring. So it's going to be about this crew being very bored. And then something happens. <laughs> Final question. Ready? <laughs> that made you end the interview right there. <laughs> <laughs> We're ending it right there, damn it. <laughs> no artificially Final... intelligent teddy bears. No more artificial intelligence. I'm, uh, and also, I'm going to leave for work soon. So, final question, but you have to listen to the entire question before you answer. Ready? I'm ready. Kirk or Picard for president. Which one? Then, Kirk or Picard, best man at your wedding. Wow. Uh, it's. I think that's an obvious answer, really. I'm going to go with the obvious. But I'm asking you because I have no idea if you're going to go the obvious route. Okay. Well, for President Picard, no doubt. I want someone thoughtful and someone that negotiates before having to resort to violence. And as for my best man, it would have to be Kirk because he is awesome with the ladies and he would give me the time of my life, and I would probably wouldn't even show up at my wedding the next day unless I was dragged there. You see, I was, I was expecting more from you, man. I wasn't thinking you were going to go right down the party line. <laughs> I, I, Kirk as president? I don't know. I mean, he can, he can mess up and then go around the sun and then time travel back and save everything. <laughs> okay. But who would want to go through that first timeline? All right, all right, all right. Well put. Well thought out, too. Well thought out. Aldi, I think you've been a fine guest on your own show. You know, you should do this more often. I'm, I just might. A conversation with Albie, starring Albie. <laughs> you get other guest interviewers, you know. Uh, <laughs> but <I'm, laughs> That would be a great show. Just uh, get so many different people asking you questions. Yes. yes wow. So what's on like, your mind today? There's, there's a light bulb going off right now. Like, this would be the most narcissistic show ever. And I would love it. Other uh, people, okay. maybe not so much. Well, I don't know if these questions were up to par for a real serious interview, but for a one-off interview for fun and frivolity, I'm, I'm happy to have obliged. Well, thank you very much, Skipper. And thank you for being a guest on your own show. I know I put you out, but, you know, hey. <laughs> you had to take a far <laughs> drive. And, and. <laughs> well, to summarize what I've just learned about the amazing Albie, uh, in all seriousness, Whenever I've dealt with Albie, he's a, a very sincere guy. And from top to bottom, uh, from when I first met him, when I was a guest on his podcast, because he clearly had no taste, so he followed, so he asked me on. But um, he's always been creative and fun to talk to. And uh, it's clear that he's got ideas that are bursting out of him. And uh, so it was fun to work with you. 
even in, in a small capacity that I've worked with you so far. But uh, even though these questions were mostly in jest, some of them were real, and you took them farther than I expected you to. So I learned a lot about yeah, and uh, it was great to hear you think about it, because some of them you took really seriously. But um, with that being said, I think the audience is clearly already aware that you're pretty damn cool. And uh, for what it's worth, uh, I think so too. Thank you for joining us for this episode of A Conversation with Albie. Go to barrenspace.com to listen to new installments of this and other great podcasts from Barren Space Productions. The thoughts and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the individual and do not necessarily represent or reflect those of A Conversation with Albie, Barren Space Productions, its partners, or affiliates. A Conversation with Albie is a Barren Space production, all rights reserved. <laughs> <laughs>